What up? It's your boy J Rock in your ear, literally. And thanks for listening to J Rock and the Podcast here on Anchor, or wherever else you're listening to on your uh, your phone, your earplugs, all your good stuff. So appreciate you listening, guys. It has been about three weeks to almost a month since I run a podcast, and I completely apologize, but your boy's busy. Uh, lately, I've been working on my basketball teams, my basketball program. Uh, that's been a really big th- project that I've been going through. And then also with Blockbuster Wrestling coming back as well. So we're going to talk about a little bit of Blockbuster Wrestling. We're going to talk a lot of bit about basketball. But for sure, I got a guest here today. And his name is K.O. Cox. He is a new member of Blockbuster Wrestling. He's a new wrestler with us, added to our roster. Um, and we're going to talk about how we actually got to meeting and how he kind of came into Blockbuster Wrestling. It was really cool. And uh, we'll get to that. But before we get going, guys, uh, make sure you uh, get to working out every day. Make sure you're getting to hit your goals. Make sure you're getting to getting out there and pushing yourself and doing things that you've never done before. And that will uh, end up getting to a point to where you end up being successful some way, somehow, because you are not staying in your comfort zone. You got to get out of your comfort zone, people. And that's the only way you can become successful is by doing that. And so make sure you're doing that out there. And pushing not only yourself, but the people around you. Because if you realize that the people around you are doing great things, it will eventually push you to do even greater things. So make sure you're doing that. Um, with that being said, uh, remember, if you're wanting to get your kiddo working out with us, uh, New, uh, New Braunfels Hoop Masters basketball training. On Wednesdays, we're at the Westside Community Center. Uh, you can go out there and check us out. Um, we have run a $70 monthly session. Uh, fee for the sessions you get four sessions two hour workouts and it's nothing but uh, fundamentals and all aspects of the basketball that your kiddo can come out and work on their game and uh, one thing that we're very proud about with blog with uh, with NB Hoop Masters is every single one of our kid uh, we're at 99% literally uh, has made uh, their basketball school basketball team or their select team um, after coming with us for at least four months or more so it's been really cool to be able to grab these kids and get them into the workouts get them into a good resume routine to learning the game of basketball and letting them stick with them so they can go and continue their success with the game so new Bronfels Hoop Masters check us out on Facebook or also at www.mbhoopmasters.com so you can go check us out there and then also Blockbuster Wrestling uh, Blockbuster Wrestling came back uh, this past month which was in oh my gosh we were february uh yeah. right yeah i'm sorry my days are so off by the way it was um oh it's it yeah march 17th i'm sorry it was march it was march 17th yeah march 18th march 18th i'm sorry march 18th we were the saint patrick's uh the the battle for the gold that's what it was i'm sorry guys uh, man that tells you how busy i am uh so yeah so march 18th we came back uh, guys, that day was so awesome. Uh, we one thing that that hurts us sometimes is this rain. Uh, we used to be in venues where, of course, we didn't have to worry about weather. When we were back at Alpha CrossFit a couple years ago, and uh, now that we're at these outdoor venues again, <clears throat> outdoor venues again, we have to literally worry about the rain or whatever the weather wants to throw at us. And the day before, on oh, of course, on St. Patrick's Day itself, that Saturday, it rained a little bit. And it rained through the night, and it scared the hell out of me. But uh, come Sunday morning, um, the good man upstairs gave us some good weather to actually go and work in. Yeah, the, the sun wasn't beaming yet. It was good weather. The wind, the 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 uh, wind was you know blaring, and 
got a little bit of a little bit of drizzle too, so it was good stuff. Uh, we got out there, we put the ring up, everything went well. You know, one thing that I kind of uh, think about every single show is this. Um, sorry, I get a swig of water there. Um, one thing I always get uh, worried about. I mean, one thing I do is like when we're going through the show and everything's just going so well, the ring's going up well, the venue's working out. Uh, the guys are showing up, like everything's working good, and you just sit back and you're just like, oh, at least I sit back and I'm like, man, what's actually going to go wrong? <laughs> but uh, this show was amazing. I had I had, I had good hands helping us out. And uh, when you have guys, that, again, that'll come out and want to see the same picture that you're seeing and want to make it a successful show, my goodness, as these shows come out pretty damn good. So um, that's what happened this show. Um, myself, I was in that uh, six-man, um, the six-man scramble match. I ended up turning into a seven-man scramble match. Six. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, KO, actually KO Cox here, was actually our surprise guest. Uh, and we're also going to talk about that too and how he came in. But uh, the match was awesome. Unfortunately, boy j Rock lost. Uh, you know, actually, KO didn't come home with the victory either. Hey, SCW, you were the last guy working with Tormenta. And uh, Tormenta came back, and uh, he, he definitely took what he deserved, and uh, you know, he he took me out as well, and can't argue with the guy on the fact that uh, hopefully I get another shot at that title. So, uh, Rob Love is our new Blockbuster Wrestling champion. He defeated Bandana Joe, and even though you know Blockbuster Wrestling comes and goes and stuff, Bandana Joe held that belt for over a year, and um, he he definitely showed that he was a huge, big champion, and, and and definitely respected that that title for our company, and. Um, you know, we're hoping to see the same from Rob Love, but Rob Love uh, is a definitely a different character. And as much as I love his character, we'll see how much he actually respects our belt. Uh, but I'll have Rob Love on my podcast possibly next week, and uh, we'll hear from him, so I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, the crowd was amazing. The crowd's always amazing with Blockbuster Wrestling here in New Braunfels. Uh, we drew a little over 100 people. It was really cool. Um, when we see these numbers like that, and the show is really great. The crowd comes excited and pumped and is actually like getting up yelling. Uh, that's something that's really awesome. I've gone to a couple shows in San Antonio and the people are quiet. Like they're in, uh, in uh, what is it? Uh, yeah, yeah, this is bad. It's bad. And, um, you know, nothing against those crowds or nothing like that. It's just sometimes, um, I, and this is me, when I go to a WWE show, when I go to like uh, Ring of Honor, things like that, like I get the feel of everybody being there and then it makes you that much more exciting, which is great about wrestling. And um, that's why I feel our crowds are really good. We've we got a lot of regulars that come out and it's always good to see them, that we, we treat them like family. It's really awesome. They come up to me every time, say hi, we get the hugs, get the pictures in. It's really cool to see those people. So, uh, and leading to that, I got a little kiddo named Artemis. If you follow me on Facebook, last year, uh, he came on and did a video with us, and he got to interview Brian Cage. Uh, he was sitting with Dan, uh, Lieutenant Dan out there um, at Conway. So we're going to bring Artemis in as well here pretty soon. I'm going to sit with him, and we'll have a podcast with him. And Artemis is probably one of the smartest wrestling fans I've ever known. And he knows so much back history on BBW just from watching it and putting it all together. And I think one day he'll probably end up working for us. <laughs> it should be pretty cool, but... All right, guys, so Blockbuster Wrestling was awesome. It's coming back. Our next show is May 27th. Uh, that is going to be our Memorial Day Mayhem. Uh, that's going to be at Conway's. Uh, the bell time is actually jumping back to an hour. It's going to be 7 p.m. show. Uh, 6 p.m. the doors will open. 
And uh, guys, y'all got the day off the next day if you work in uh, government or anything like that. Uh, it's Memorial Day. And so, you know, come out, have a couple drinks, have some 25-cent wings still be going on at that time. Uh, Conway's is a great venue, guys. Uh, they're on John Street. Uh, I was actually there last night. I had a good time there. They had wings last night on Thursday, 25-cent wings. So I usually, that's kind of been a routine. I, after I play basketball with my buddies, we go out there, we have a couple wings, have a couple drinks, and it's kind of been our routine for about a, a good month and a half now. And uh, I can't, I can't, I can't, uh, can't complain on anything over there. Uh, Justin Wyman and CJ got really good stuff going on. Justin Wyman, actually, after our show, uh, man, he, I sat with him for about an hour, and this guy just gave me straight knowledge for business. And uh, I want to have him on the podcast too one day. But man, this kid just—I mean, this guy I should say kid. This this grown ass man, this grown ass man gave me like some really good advice in business, and um, I, I would just love to sit with him and talk with him again, and maybe even with having the mic there to to you know, record a conversation, but um, I can't thank Conway's enough. They do awesome, and uh, they brought the Yin Yang Twins last week. I think they're bringing Petey Pablo soon, and on May 5th, on Cinco de Mayo, we're looking to, uh, forward to uh, Paul Wall, so it should be pretty cool stuff. They bring some great stuff out there, so all right, guys, I hit my 10 minutes of me talking. Um, <laughs> let's go ahead and jump into K.O. Cox, man. K.O. Cox, uh, let's talk about how we met. So, my buddy Nico, yeah. who are glad people that listen to me, uh, y'all know Nico. Nico, uh, I've worked with Nico for years. I worked with him with Planet Fitness, and I played ball with his brother. I played ball with his dad. Uh, Nico's a really good friend, but Nico would come to me and tell me, "Hey man, I, I, he started working uh, at a new place, and he said, "Hey man, um, there's this guy that wrestles." And he has no idea about blockbuster wrestling. I said, man, what is wrong with this guy? <laughs> and I said, you know, I was like, what is, it's crazy. There's another guy here in town that's actually in town and wrestles and has no idea about it. So that kind of got hit me in the spots would be like, you know, where can I, where am I not marketing? Where am I not pushing? Where am I not doing these things? And at the same time, if you're in the wrestling world, how come you don't know about it? So those are the things that I took to heart. Not, not in a bad way, but to a point like, man, I need to get herself out there. But so it was really cool. I told him, hey, give him my number. Uh, when we have a show coming up, we'll get going. And so finally the show was coming up, and KO texted me and said, hey, uh, do you have a spot on the roster? I said, are you local? He said, San Marcus. I said, hell yeah, come in. We're going to push you. Let's do something. And so we were having this six spot, and for y'all, some of y'all blockbuster wrestling fans, uh, we had this six spot, and we didn't know who was actually going to make it. Uh, for some of y'all fans, we reached out to, you know, as big as Sergeant Rico to PBR, we wanted to bring one of those 361 guys back. Um, and then, uh, we, you know, we even thought we can push Mr. A3O to get back in the ring. But, of course, he's having his, uh, his he had, he's had multiple concussions. So we're, we're making sure he gets cleared first so that we didn't know what to do. And uh, literally, and this is wrestling, guys. We showed up to the show yeah. and KO shows up. And I see the other guys that we had and I said, you know what? This guy can make a mark. I know he can. You know, his look and, and, and the, the other guys that were in the match, it just fit. I really felt like it just fit whenever he showed up. And we're, we're setting up and we're doing things. And, I'm, and I'm, you know, I'm just like, you know what? We got to get this guy in there. I think this guy, nobody knows who he is in Blockbuster Wrestling. So just be good for him to be that sixth guy. So we came out. So, K.O., what's your first impression of Blockbuster Wrestling before we get started? What was your impression? Don't hold back. How did it go, man? What did you think? Uh, I think it went very well for my first try, and I hope to make even more of an impact in my second try. Uh, 
<clears throat> like, I have no complaints at all. Good, good, good. Like, I, mean, I, I love that match because, <laughs> like, usually, like, it's hard to put together, like, a, like, a five-plus person match. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, put, it's hard to put together, like, a, a, th- a three-way three sometimes. Way. Yeah, yeah. But, like, that match went as smooth as it could go, I think. Yeah, no, it was good. I thought it was a really good match. Um, it's really cool to work with these young guys, too, because when I was coming up in the business... Uh, it got to a point to where, um, you know, these guys that had been doing it for multiple years, it wasn't as fun because they were just so like, I think, and like, you could, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. They kind of like, like are scared to like, yeah, to let themselves go, give information. Yeah, it's almost like a hidden talent that you want to hold for yourself as well, and and so um, it's pretty crazy. So I mean, but. Uh, these younger sisters, they come in, they they listen to us, and they we had a great match. It was good stuff. So, K.O. Cox, where are you from, and uh, what got what brought you into wrestling? Well, I was raised in San Antonio, okay, like, just up the way, and uh, like I was actually not allowed to watch wrestling as a kid. Really? Like, yeah. So, like, was it mom or dad that kept it, you from it? It was mom. <laughs> it was mom. <laughs> like my brother was a huge WCW fan, and like growing up, I was a rock. You know, Dwayne oh, yeah. Johnson fan. Oh, yeah. And, uh, like, we always used to race up the stairs, and he'd be Goldberg, and I'd be The Rock. And, mm. like, no matter who would win, like, we'd always do the old JR Stone Cold! <laughs> Stone Cold! It didn't, like, it made no sense, but I loved every second of it. <laughs> and then, uh, one day, like, I was in middle school, and I just was flipping through channels, and I saw SmackDown yeah. for the first time. Yeah. And the main event was John Morrison versus uh, Jeff Hardy, which is fun fact. I actually met John Morrison, and he's twice as like freakishly athletic as you think. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I bet. the guy is, and and guys, you know, be, nature, yeah, beating the business, you have to appreciate a good body. And yeah. the guy just kills it, man. Like, Shredded like a mother. Like the guys I trained <laughs> with that were later on that show was just like, dude, John Morrison. Like, he actually walks in slow-mo, you know? <laughs> and then, like, I, I liked that match, and that kind of got me like, oh, what's going to happen next week? And then the whole CM Punk, Jeff Hardy storyline started. Oh, dude, that was awesome, man. I that miss, was great storytelling. You know, that's funny is I miss CM Punk, man. Like, I, I, I miss his matches. I mean, I, we, I love the WWE Network that we can go back, back and watch his stuff, but imagine him coming back and... Now working Daniel Bryant. Now working Finn Balor. Now working like, oh man, Ricochet. You know what I mean? Oh, That's coming out. I'm, dude, I'm excited Ricochet. for Ricochet. Oh, <laughs> but uh, oh, I can't wait for like uh, take over New Orleans. Do that match. Yeah, dude, it's gonna be amazing. But okay, so you got into wrestling by watching it that way. Mom didn't like it. What? Why didn't mom like wrestling? I mean, I'm, uh, I'm sure it, it was like right in the middle of like the Attitude Era. Yeah. I think, like, last time I remember watching it before, like, middle school was, like, a bra and panties match. <laughs> and my mom was like, ah, not having that. You ain't not watching that. that you ain't ah. watching that. <laughs> Is your mom, like, are you, were your parents strict, man? Like, I mean, uh, While I was growing up, yes, but there's a huge age difference between my brother, sister, and I. Really? Like, my So, brother, are you, like, and you're the baby? Yeah, I'm okay. the baby. I, how, I how old is your brother? My brother, I think he's almost 40 now. Really? And okay. And my sister's, like, in her mid-30s. Sorry, Dorian. Sorry, Dorian. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, like there's a huge age difference between me and my <coughs> my brother and sister. So like after a while, like when I got into high school, they just kind of were like, I can't really whoop this boy because <laughs> like if I do, I'm gonna feel it in the morning. <laughs> so like that, at least that was my like. Like, I, I think we, me, see my my older brother. See, I'm 29, so he's about 30, 30, 30 34, 34. My younger brother, he's 22, but. My parents got to that point where like we can't hit these kids anymore because <laughs> like, not only they're like they, like, they it's, it's like, like it when doesn't I say it hurts me more than it hurts me. I mean that you know yeah like, no, I don't remember when it stopped but that's exactly why they stopped spanking us as yeah. well as quote, but that's funny man and so how old are you uh, Kyo uh, I'm actually 22 22 22 years young. Uh, working hard. So how long have you been in the wrestling scene now? Uh, come May, it'll be four years. Four years? And where did you get started? Where did you train? Who trained you? Uh, I got started in, I think it was 2015. Yeah, 2015, May 16th, up in Austin with AAPW from George De La Isla and Papa Don Campos. And what's that company's name? AAPW? AAPW. But what, what, what is it? Do you remember what oh, it was actually? Uh, America's Academy of Pro Wrestling. Nice. Okay, and that's no longer around, though. No, it's it's still running up yeah? in Austin. Oh, okay, uh, it's still running. It's, it's still running. It's been a minute since I've been over there. But yeah, it's it's still going <clears throat> on. Uh, they host weekly shows. <clears throat> nice. So if you're like up up in Austin, like in the Fleetwood area, you, go check them out. They you, have some good talent there. Uh, you know what? I think I just saw on Facebook that Ray, the guy that helps me book my shows, mm-hmm. he books the talent. I think he just made a, a, a championship belt for them, if I'm correct. So really? I think uh, now that that kind of hits me, the AAP, I think that's what he made the belt for. But yeah, that's pretty cool. That's awesome. Um, so you, how long did you train? Uh, I trained for <clears throat> a year and a half before, like, I had this thing that my trainer George calls a gauntlet. Okay, which is basically a. Uh, a graduation where you basically have like three minutes with everyone who shows up at practice that day, and, and it's a just a match, a three minute match, yeah. going free for all. Like it's kind of like imagine a gauntlet in WWE. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. You know, you have three minutes uh, work, and then they ring the bell. Someone goes out, someone gets in, wrestles three minutes out in. And depending on, like, how many people, it's either three minutes all the way to five minutes. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Uh, And I was not in the best shape at the time, and I had an (laughs) asthma attack halfway through. Oh, man. So, talk us through. So, what was going on when that happened? When I felt like I couldn't breathe, I was, like, semi-panicking, and I was just like, it's okay. I was, like, wrestled with asthma before. Who cares? <laughs> and then, like, out of nowhere, I, I rolled out of the ring. I was like, I don't care if I, like, not graduate. I need to breathe. And I, like, I want to live after this. Exactly. I, I want to actually see my first match. <laughs> exactly, right? <clears throat> and, like, my first girlfriend at the time was, like, at ringside because she convinced me to be, like, for her to be there for some reason. Yeah, yeah. And uh, luckily she was there with my inhaler in hand. Oh, there you and, go. And like man. everyone just pauses and stares at me. I'm just like, all right, I'll go back in. <laughs> and, and you know, in, in wrestling, and you can, I'm, I'm sure you can correct me if I'm wrong, but in wrestling, when you're being put in these situations, um, the other wrestlers will look at you a different way. They're like, can this guy hang? 
what the hell is this guy doing? Like, he think he's going to do this in a match? Like, guys really, some wrestlers really act that way. But um, I think over the years, the the, the, the camaraderie of, of everything, they started to kind of kick back a little bit more. And I'm even getting a lot of that from a lot of the San Antonio guys that used to hate us. Yeah. And so, but yeah, no, that... So you, you catch your breath, go back in. So how many guys did you end up having in this gauntlet? Do you remember? Uh, I think there were like 15 people there total. Oh, wow. So you had like 15 times three, what, about like 45, 45 minutes? minutes? Oh, I wow. Think. Sure, I mean, our match the other night. Yeah, that was, that was, that was around the same that time. That was about 35, 40-minute match. And yeah. you lasted the whole time because you were the last one with Tormenta. So like, it's like, you know, of course, again, you prepared for it. So Yeah, like that's stuff. one thing that George always kind of wanted to instill in us is like no matter how tired you are keep pushing yeah like finish the match and give the crowd the best show you can yeah and i and i think that's what's great about us as uh okay i'm gonna i'm gonna shoot this to you kale yeah i'm not a i'm not a considered a full wrestler i'm an entertainer right now you're a wrestler you know what i'm saying there's a (laughs) difference here and i explain that a lot but as we entertain and as we do these things, that's what gives us that boost. Um, a lot of people ask me, like, okay, come on, wrestling's choreographed, blah, blah, blah. Is it fake? Let me body slam you real quick on the floor. Exactly. And you tell me how that feels. Let like, that's not... Let me get this not... steel chair real quick. Yeah, right? let me get this steel chair. Yeah. And by the way, Tormenta, I'm going to whoop your ass for <laughs> hitting me in the back with a steel chair and making that hurt for, like, two weeks. But that's this, that's what we love about wrestling. And that's as us being these, these wrestlers and these entertainers, we go in there... And we get the feel of the crowd. We get the feel of who we're working. And it brings the best out of us. So even when we think that we're tired, uh, you bring out the best in you. And that's in any sport. Shit, last night, uh, I played about four or five. Actually, I played about six games of basketball. And each game, I kind of just, I've been losing a little bit of weight. been working on my stamina. been working on my conditioning. And last time was probably the best I've ever played, probably since in a long time. But a lot of it was I wanted to push myself. I knew what I wanted to do to go in there. And you do that every day too. When you go to work, you're, sure. you're, you're pushing as hard as you can to get your, your things done throughout the day. And then you kind of maybe even push a little bit harder to get things done for the next week or whatever it may be. And that's what brings out the best in us. But that's what I love about wrestling. We can get to a certain point to where, uh, you know, we're in a match, or we're at a point in the match where we're just like, dude, I'm going to give this a shot. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Like, there's been a couple moments where I'm just like, let's try this out for, for, you know, for the first time. <laughs> You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. So you go through this training. When? Uh, who was your first match? Do you remember who your first match was? Yes, I do. It was a special day. Uh, January first of twenty sixteen. Okay. Uh, before I graduated, I had my first match with Zach Taylor, and okay. he walked me through like the basics of like having a good match. And I liked that match a lot. Like, I have no... Compl- like, I I complained about a lot of my matches. And yeah. there are a few matches where I'm like, I don't have any complaints about that. One. That, I'm blessed for, like, my first match to be, like, one of those matches. That's where good. I don't have any complaints. Almost eye-opener type stuff. Like, you know, like, man, can I really do this? I'm nervous. You yeah. know, you go in and you're just like, damn, I killed it. Yeah. It was one of those. And, like... I think it was, I, I like, I have to give Zach all the credit of that match because, like, he walked me through it, he sold everything perfectly for me, and, like, he just kind of showed me a good outline of, like, how to, 
uh, walk a beginner through a match and yeah. just how to entertain. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Like, he's incredibly talented. If you don't know, look up Zach Taylor on YouTube. Uh, he's part of ACH's Team Academia. Like, he's awesome. Nice, nice. ACH. Uh, yeah. Um, um, Albert. Yeah, awesome. yeah. Oh, dude, ACH is amazing, dude. I saw him at Ring of Honor two years ago. I think it was my birthday, man, and, and it was my birthday, and, and nobody wanted to go to the show with me, and I was like, you know what? I'm going by my damn self. So I went by myself and watched the wrestling show. It was pretty cool, man. ACH killed it. I'm, I'm hoping ACH comes and work for us one day, yep. uh, which is a very possibility, so that'd be pretty cool. So, But so you had your first match with Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor still works to this day? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty yes. awesome. He, he works, <coughs> I think he's uh, ACW's Young Guns Championship. Nice, okay. He's the under 30 champion right now. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, he just had a match with ACH and Davey Vega uh, at Inspire for the nice. Pure Prestige title, you know? I hear great things about <coughs> Inspire. Yeah. You know, there's, and you know what, guys? Like, again, I know y'all have heard this in my podcast before about, like, the way the wrestling industry is, the way they kind of hate here and there. They, it's just, it's, it's, it's a competition thing, but if more people would realize how much we can all appreciate each other to, to, to realize that we're giving a stage to these gentlemen that want to come and work, and if they would just look at it that way, <clears throat> throw all the bullshit out the window, man, a lot more things could happen for these guys, and it's starting to get there again. We're starting to see territories in certain ways that want to help each other. LWA, that's the reason why Blockbuster Wrestling is still running. The Laredo Wrestling Alliance guys over there that do booking, they're coming to Blockbuster Wrestling, and they're controlling the booking now because I can't do it all, you know what I'm saying? So it's been good stuff, but... I heard great things about Inspire, and I had a lot of guys come and go from there, and it's it's pretty cool. So, um, <clears throat> so you talked about your first match. Who? What has been your most favorite match, and against who? Uh, <clears throat> I've had a lot of like favorites because, like I said, Zach's one of my favorites. Uh, good friend of mine, Ethan, uh, Ethan Price. He mm-hmm. lives in Austin. He's working like all those circuits, and is he so- that? Jack, like big he, black guy. No, no. Not, okay, okay. I'm thinking about somebody different. I'm thinking about somebody different. Uh, you probably, you probably think of Jack Stone. I, I don't know. Okay, but uh, Ethan Price. He's he went to college. If anyone ever asked, he he did go to college. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he he was one of my favorites. But I think favorite of all time has to be Joey Dynamite. Jo- oh, dude, Joey Dynamite. Dude, this guy, Joey Dynamite, I worked for us for a couple times. I'm not going to talk about the situation why he don't work with us no more, but uh, a lot of it had to do with his, his brother. But um, it, Joey done some great matches with us, and we have this, I think it's on Blockbuster Wrestling, so you'd have to go back in the archives, but he did this match with Mr. A3O, and... This boy jumped off the top rope and made Mr. Aether just jump straight up and gave him a killer knee and he sold the shit out of it. But Joey Dynamite's a great wrestler. If anybody that I feel like in the circuit that's as young as him, which probably isn't anybody, I think he's probably the youngest wrestler in the circuit right now, <clears throat> this kid is going to be amazing as he gets older. And I hope him nothing but the best. <clears throat> so you had a really great match with Joey Dynamite. Yeah. Uh, did you happen to record that by chance? Yes. Is it uh, on YouTube? I have two of our matches on YouTube. Dude, two I gotta go check four. those out. Yeah, we gotta. I gotta go check those out and because well, the last one was actually like a week ago, and I ended up hyperextending my knee. So oh, like I, I'm walking with the limp today. Did you Did you finish the match? Though? I finished the match. Oh, hell it, yeah. The, it, we had five more minutes. We could have gone five more minutes. We had enough stuff planned. Yeah. If you could barely like stand on 
on the leg. leg yeah yeah it's pretty tough you gotta finish. you gotta your, your limb is not working out too well you can't do too much you know, know. where did y'all work were y'all vpw with this uh we were at tnt we worked vpw before there's one on there too okay uh, and then the that's victory we that's victory pro wrestling by the way for y'all out there yeah and tnt is uh Tough so, in Texas, up in San Antonio. It's tough in Texas. Texas. I didn't ever knew what TNT stands for. Really. So Tough in Texas. That's a good name. That's a good tough name. in Texas, and that's in San Antonio, right? Yes, indeed. I, they do a lot of car shows. They do yeah, a lot of car they, shows, a lot of outside venues. Oh, uh, lately they've been going out of uh, Pika Pika Plaza. Nice. Okay. And, okay. Uh, it's a great venue. Uh, so if you're in San Antonio, check them out. Uh, they'll be there on the 22nd. Nice. Um, nice. And then last time was Katie uh, for DZW. And they DZW? Was, yeah, okay. Domination Zone Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, these names are getting amazing. They're, they're getting crazy, but I love them. I, I, I saw Income. Income? Income what? Something Wrestling. That's a new one. In, in, I think it was like... Dude, I'm, I'm. I honestly want to say it was like income tag something. Oh god! Like I, it's got like, me bad. A, it's a one-off show yes. because that's how they. Play I guess. <laughs> I'm not too sure what they did with that. Oh, man. So Joey Dynamite had some killer matches with him. That's awesome, man. Joey's a great guy. Like it's something that like it's. I don't know how to explain it. It's like we bring the best out of each other because mm-hmm. we know mm-hmm. that we can do whatever, pretty much whatever we want yeah. with each other. And, so. and you end up like, okay, so my favorite guy to wrestle, of course, is Mr. A3O. And yeah. the reason is, is because we learned everything together. We learned wrestling. We learned, uh, you know, we, we would sit and watch wrestling for hours. Uh, we would literally be in our living room, like working matches in our living room. So it's like you come up with somebody and you have great matches with them and the only thing you want to do is just wrestle them all the time in some ways. Sure. Just to show that you can put on some great matches. So um, I don't know. I hope his mom doesn't listen to this, but we <laughs> might actually have a match on, a- on April 7th at Kids Fest. So yeah, we're pretty getting pretty excited about that. So just going to segue into that. Guys, New Braunfels has an event for all the kids and families that's called New Braunfels Kids Fest is at the fairgrounds here in New Braunfels. And that event runs on April 7th. That is actually going to be next Saturday. And uh, yours truly will be out there. K.O. Cox will be out there performing as well. And we'll be having uh, the wrestling ring out there. You can go out there, take photos. Uh, we're not, we, we, don't, we, we, we don't allow you to jump in the ring, you know, insurance and all that crazy stuff. Uh, it was bad enough we uh, got to insure the wrestlers. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> <clears throat> but um, come on out, guys. We're going to have that booth. Uh, we'll have some matches going on at 1230. So at 1230, make it out. Uh, you can check out a couple matches. Uh, your, your BBW champion, Rob Love, is going to be out there taking pictures. Uh, hopefully you'll agree to that as, as uh, the king may uh, deny you. But uh, he'll be out there, and uh, he's actually going to be wrestling. Uh, K.O. Cox, we just uh, agreed on that. So K.O. Cox is going to be wrestling our champion at, at 12.30. Uh, again, um, I'll be out there. No, not too sure if we're going to wrestle or not. Uh, but I will have the New Braunfels Hoopmasters right across the ring. Uh, doing. Um, you can come out and do a five-spot shooting challenge, and you can win yourself a stress stress basketball. Uh, and it's actually going to have NB Hoopmasters on it. So it's pretty cool. we got a lot of good stuff for the kiddos coming out. Guys, that event is amazing. There's so many uh, vendors out there. There's so many activities for kids. It's like everything that a ki- anything that New Braunfels offers for kids is out there that day. 
So take your family out there. I believe it's three dollars, three to five dollars to get in. Um, and then there's so much free stuff that the kids get. So make yourself out there again. That's April seventh. The event starts at I believe at uh, 10 a.m. or 11 a.m. I'm sorry, and it runs all the way till 5 p.m. And we'll be having matches on and off throughout the day. Uh, so make sure you get out there and uh, show some support to New Braunfels Kids Fest. Uh, Tammy Woods and her team do a great job of that event. Uh, this is the first time that Blockbuster Wrestling has back, been back. I think it's been like a three-year hiatus only because it rains every single time. And we went through the most rough. We won, uh, I think it was, a, again, a couple years ago, we put the ring in one area. It rained that night, and there was so much mud that we had to take the ring and move it. And we got it in that spot. We had we we were about to get after it, and then the rain came again. So it was like there was just so much that went to it. But we we're hoping and praying that the uh, the man above gives us some great weather next Saturday, and so we can come out and do that. So, all right. So into that segue for the NB Kids Fest. Uh, make sure you come out, be good stuff. You can also they have a website, and also check them out on Facebook too. So be good stuff. So Ko, explain your character to me, man. Uh, you when I first met you, I said, Hey, what's your character? You said you are a uh, a tarot card reader. Tarot card reader. And I said, I was trying to put this all together. I did, and I'm going to be honest with you. So I was like, all right, this, I see this guy's build. I see this guy's body. See what he can do. Cool. Let's bring him in. What's your character? Tarot card reader. What? <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> explain this character. How, you know, how did this character come about as well? Well, like... When I first got into wrestling, it was all about what everyone else like wanted me to be. Like, ooh, what was the ideas you got? I love this. The the ideas I got was well, Ray wanted me to be um, uh, an African like head shrinker voodoo guy. Really? Yeah, and oh, I was just no. like, oh, I don't speak in. Like, I don't know the way, you know? And then, like, I kept, like, driving my instructor at the time, George. Like, I I kept driving him home. Yeah. Now, shooting him ideas on what he liked and what he didn't like. And I was like, oh, I like the name TK, Cameron, and, you know, my mother's maiden name was Cox, and I could change, you know? And, uh... Like, he wanted me to be, like, a, a boxer, prize fighter type dude. And I was really? like, okay, I can work that. Kind of like Mark Merrow back in the day. Coming yeah. Coming boxing shorts. And I don't even know if he had gloves, but he definitely taped his hands up to look like a boxer. Yeah, like, yeah. and he came out with the, the, the robe and everything, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, that, I think that was George's idea for me. And then I was just like... Well, like, I can still keep the name TK and have my finisher be the TKO, right? Yeah. And he was just like, what about KO Cox? And I was just like, I could work with KO. Yeah. yeah. I, I could do that. Not knowing that Kevin Owens, Cassius Owen, oh. all these <laughs> other people named KO, you know? Yeah. And, uh, like, I just never got around to, like, looking into changing it. And, yeah. Uh, kind of stuck. Yeah, it's very uh, Ko Cox is is a very good name though. Like, yeah. there's there's some guys that come in with wrestling names, and you're just like, dude, like that that didn't even sound good. Mm-hmm. Like, it has to sound good all the way around. The way the announcer announces it, the way you put it towards your character, like all of it has to really make sense. And some of these new guys that come in uh, that I've seen too, they're just like they come to me for that type of stuff, and I don't mind it, but that's stuff you really gotta sit and think about like you know you're not you're investing in yourself so like it took me a while to get this like current version of myself you yeah. know yeah cause like after a while I got heavily influenced by British wrestling culture 
Really? So I was just like, I'm just going to be the black Marty Scroll. Let's do that. <laughs> I'll be the black villain. I'll come out with a cane instead of an umbrella. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And as you can tell right now, oh, if you haven't put it together now, of course, KO is, you know, he's African-American. You know, he's a black <laughs> guy. So, you know, we... And dude, you, again, correct me if I'm wrong, I see a lot of, uh, when I see, like, Ghetto Dream. Or, yeah. or, De- or what, D'Angelo or Rashad DeMarcus, whatever you want to call him now. Um, he When he first came in, out, he was the Ghetto Dream. Like, come on, you like... Right. You, you know what I mean? Long, like, I, that's like saying, like, I'm coming out as, like, the mariachi. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's real, like... Typical it, shit. Right, <laughs> racial stereotypes are... Exactly, uh, exactly. That was the word I was looking for. Racial stereotypes is exactly what a lot of people will stick with in this industry. I mean, right. if you if you hear about Vince McMahon and all of his characters that are black and things like that, like, it just, it all... Dude, yeah, it makes them fit in a way towards that, no you know, racial thing. So, but anyway, so we got K.O. Cox, you got your name, all that good stuff, um... Right. So, oh, your character. These cards. What do these cards mean? I, I, okay, so we're in our match. We're about to do our match, by the way, on our last show. And he had the death card. And he looks at me and tries to give me the death card. And I said, no, no, thank you. <laughs> and Montana touched the death card. And we jumped back. And uh, Montana was one of the guys to get out early. <laughs> you notice that the only person that like did not touch the death card was Tormenta. Oh, touche. I did not catch that. Yeah. He did not touch he did not I, I think touch I, that. I think he threw it and I like barely tapped it, I think. I'm not too sure how that happened, but, well, hell, it worked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it works about seven out of ten times. So, uh, unless it's reversed, then it doesn't, which is the other three. Like, uh, I got the inspiration from tarot card reading because I actually do read my own tarot. I read my girlfriend's tarot when she wants. And, really? Yeah. Like, so you, we can, if you had the cards, we could do this right now. If I had the cards and the booklet, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've gotten like used to seeing some cards. Like uh, I've gotten cups, which are like, oh, this is meaning like you get, you're going to get like prosperous in some kind of like affectionate kind of Correct. Way. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. And, uh, like, I've gotten pinnacles, which means, like, something will affect your money. Like, you're gonna come across a benefactor soon, or, you know, someone's going to come across you and be like, hey, give me all your money. Ha ha ha. Yeah. You know? Now, do you absolutely, do you believe in this type of stuff? I believe that it'll give you an outline okay. of what your future will be. I don't believe that it will actually tell, tell you your future. Yeah. Just an outline look at it. But I saw the gimmick and I was just like, hmm, I could make this shit work. Yeah. And uh, I started like working my gimmick around the tarot cards. Like yeah. my merch is literally a giant death card. Uh, I, I renamed the Destino the fortune teller. Mm-hmm. My pop-up go to sleep. I haven't really given that a name yet, but yeah. I honestly I started calling it Nequil. Nequil? Yeah, because, like, every version of the Go to Sleep has a different name, like mm-hmm, the Benadriller mm-hmm. and, you know, the Bro to Sleep, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, eh, screw it, Nequil, haha. Nequil, yeah, like Nyquil. Exactly. Ah, touche, caught that one. That's what's up, man. So, <clears throat> in these, in your character with these cards, though, 
how if I'm going in to wrestle you, mm-hmm. how does that affect me? What am I worried about when I go in to work you? Like what your character that is? Like, do I not want to touch the card? Do I? I mean, am I giving away your spill? <laughs> am I like, giving away your strategy here? <laughs> like, basically, you want to pray that it's not the death card. You want to pray that I don't show you the death, the death card. card. Yeah. So, yeah. like, if I don't show you the card, then it's more of like, what? What's he hiding? Like, is it the death card this time? Is it the the hermit? What's going on here? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And. Uh, like it's more of just like a mystery for the opponent and then if it mind happens, game it's be, a mind game it's a huge mind game yes because like what the card shows is like oh i know what's going to happen before it even happens nice yeah yeah and it's like one thing is too like if you draw a certain card and you only know about it it's like <laughs> you know what i mean like exactly you don't know why i'm laughing but it's common basically you know and that's pretty cool man um so you know your character, good stuff, man. I, I thought it was very unique. Like I said, it it, it, it surprised me. <laughs> it surprised me, but you know, um, I, I like the character. I like you know uh, you you coming in. I like your build. So with that being said, have you always worked out? Have you always? I know you said you were a little out of shape when you first started wrestling. Like, did yeah. wrestling get you wanting to get in better shape? I mean, not at <clears> first. <throat> like. When I was in high school, I always played football, and I was, like, an amateur wrestler, mm-hmm. so, like, I always had to, like, maintain some kind of athleticism. Correct. And so, what did you uh, play in football? I played fullback and running back. I saw that coming for some reason. <laughs> well, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that coming. And, uh, yeah, no, that's what's up. Did you, and football was the only sport you played, or? Uh, I, I was an amateur wrestler, too. Yeah? For a little while, but, uh. Kept getting hurt in amateur wrestling. I was just like, oh, I'm not going to get a scholarship doing this. Yeah. What did you, did you mind letting us know where you went to school? Uh, I went to Wagner High School. Wagner. I went before it was ghetto, mind you. Before <laughs> all the shootings and all that stuff. Uh, before all the craziness is happening. Oh, no joke. It's gone downhill yeah. since 2013. That's God. horrible, man. That is horrible news. Um... Yeah, so you, you you so you you have this build. I mean, do you how often do you work out? Like, uh, what are you, what is your routine, man? Uh, mostly cardio. Because, yeah. Like, honestly, when I graduated, the freshman fifteen is not a lot. I went to college, mm-hmm. and it was more like a freshman thirty, freshman twenty five. Yeah. And then like, it didn't help that I worked a job that had me up like literally twenty four hours a day. Oh yeah. Like after I like dropped out, and I was just like, you know what? Let me just start saving money. I worry about like all the other stuff later. I I need you know to to become a wrestler. Yeah. So I saved up like three grand and ended up like using all of that for wrestling. It lasted me six months, and I'm just like, damn, I made that work for six <laughs> months. You know. That's uh, awesome. And did you, and then again, it goes back to life. And the reason why I do all this stuff is, guys, you know, everybody has their own road and their own ways of getting to where they want to be, and. You know, it's all about, I always tell everybody, put it on paper. Because when you start seeing it on paper and then whenever you walk out that door, when you come back and you see it on paper again, it kind of puts you in that mode to be like, damn, <clears throat> I need to bust ass. I need to do this so I can get there. And so, just like it was, you wanted to become a wrestler. You saved your money. You got out there, did all this stuff. And uh, you, you made it happen, basically. You made it happen. So, yes, and working out is one of the hugest things that you got to <laughs> do in wrestling. Um, nowadays, I mean, I do see a lot of overweight wrestlers. Don't get me wrong, and some of them can still work and move. Oh, don't, yeah. don't, 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 don't. You know, Kevin oh, Owens. Cool, yeah. Kevin Owens is the posters man, the poster oh, yeah. child for that man. But, like, 
have you seen like from where he was in the Indies to now? Oh yeah, like, it was a huge transformation. Huge transformation. Yeah, I gotta say, I think the performance center is like one hundred percent that reason. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure, man. Like, I'm sure. I think. I mean, he was still doing a lot of these maneuvers and, and, and moves like flying off the back the, the top rope that one he does from the middle yeah, does that, the yeah top, boom the boom does the cross oh man it's so amazing so at his size but uh we have to work out still you know and i work out um i work out at least three times a week i get a lot of your cardio in i don't lift as much as i used to anymore but the cardio's there and then you know when it comes to wrestling i just you know you're just offering your body for an ass whooping, basically what it is. Exactly. So you, you get a little bit of workout in, but you get your cardio and do all that good stuff. You're good. Oh, right? yeah. Like, <clears> I, <throat> I do, like, maybe 45 minutes on elliptical or bike, you know, straight cardio. Yeah. And then after that, I uh, just kind of go into whatever my girlfriend wants to do. Because I'm helping her, like, I'm basically kind of her personal trainer as well. Yeah, man. That's like, good I, stuff. I, I'm, uh, like, if she wants to work arms, I'll come up with, like, an arm, arm circuit workout. Yeah. Legs, legs are going to work out. If she wants to work core, we're going to spend the entire time on core. Core, that's because good. That's, that's my like, yeah. goal, too, is to get the six-pack stomach. You there know? you go. <laughs> and, you know, um, yeah, that workout partner is huge, man, especially if it's your, you know, your girlfriend or significant yeah. other, whatever it may be. Uh, that'll motivate you a little bit more, and that's awesome. And I see that a lot, too. A lot of my friends that, you know, they're married, coupled up, whatever. They work out together, and you should always do that. It's, you know, spending time with your other one, yeah, your your significant other. So that's good, man. Um, what is the one thing that inspires you in wrestling? <clears throat> like, is it the the camaraderie? Is it uh, is it the, the fans? Is it the ch the chance of actually entertaining? Like, what is it that really drives you? Every time to wrestle. I think it's everything. A little bit of everything in it. A little it? bit of it. Yeah. Like, when I when I go to wrestling shows or like when I when I work wrestling shows, if the crowd starts chanting something, yeah, like it sends like a little chill down mm -hmm. my arm. And mm -hmm. like if I if I'm watching like one of my goals like by the end of this year is to go to Mexico and wrestle. Nice. And I want to like start doing more lucha. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And like the crowds down there, completely into it. And I love how much they're into it. So, what would you consider going into that? What would you consider um, your style? Like, I'm a brawler. brawler? Like, yeah, I'm a brawler. There's no way you're gonna be seeing me do a hurricane at anybody. But I'm a brawler. I like to go in there and just whoop ass. Like, you know, use weapons, uh, use power moves. You um, know, I'd, I'd say I'm a hybrid. Yeah. Because like George didn't like when I was training. It was just simple, basic stuff. And then whatever we wanted to do, we would be like, George, what was the, the right way to do something? Yeah. And if yeah. he didn't know, we'd ask like some of the graduates like Albert or Ricky or Steve. Like, I'd ask them, you know, what, what's something that would, you know, would make this yeah. better? And uh, Man, that sounds like a really good group of guys to be around, man. Especially trying to learn, you know, and all that good stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's just, awesome. Just expect to get a little hazed every now and then. I bet. Oh, I bet. <laughs> oh, I bet. And that's just the wrestling world in itself. And see, me coming up in wrestling, again, I, backyarder, all these other guys think they know more than me, which is great. I mean, I didn't fight it. And, you know, just waiting, sitting back, waiting for somebody just to tell you to do something to learn it, man. And, you know, um, I came in the industry in the wrong way. And I, I will admit that 100%. And I have no problem doing it. And that's why I only literally wrestle here. 
And people will ask me, why do you only wrestle in, you know, BBW? How come you don't go anywhere else? I've gone to Corpus and worked for BPW. You know, I had a great match with Mr. A3O. But the way I, and I, I mean, the crowd was good. We drew the crowd. I mean, I'm going to say we drew the crowd. We had the crowd going. It was good stuff. But um, I just feel like, again, I'm that entertainer. And I am, I know I got a place here. And I don't, I mean, I just pat myself on the back very lightly. But... I'm a big reason why we sell a lot of tickets. And a lot of it's because I'm local. I put my face everywhere. Oh, dude, this guy, J-Rock's wrestling. Literally, just to go watch me in the special. And again, I'm bragging, just kind of just putting myself out there. Um, I literally had 20 people that formed me specifically. So it's like, they, as long as they bring other friends, as long as they do that to draw an extra crowd for y'all, that's awesome. And, you know, that's all I care about is, and, you know, the, I, and if you can remember this, KO, when you came in, I said, I'm only, just, I do this to just give y'all a stage, a platform for y'all to come get better at your craft. That's all I ever wanted to do. So for us, for me to do that, for you know, um, for me to just wrestle here, that's why I do that, you know. And you know, so I kudos to y'all when you go to other places, when you're traveling, because you know, you know, that's 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 a great thing to do. But at the same time, it's very very difficult in times to exactly. have to travel. So what's the furthest you've traveled? Furthest I've traveled. Oh dear. Uh, Louisiana. Louisiana? Just like in a broad spectrum. I don't know the miles or different distances apart. Mm-hmm. I think Cecilia is like the furthest I've traveled so far. Okay. But Cecilia, I'm Louisiana? To go <laughs> Cecilia, Louisiana? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, I mean, yeah. you're young, man, 22, getting into the business. Oh, yeah. You but know, uh, getting pushed, you know, pushing around to a point to where, you know, um, uh, you know, where can you go? Where can I do? You know, you're only going to get bigger and stronger too. Uh, I felt like my best year was when I was 25. 25? My, my best year was when I was 25. I'm 29 now. Uh, I'm actually probably the lightest I've been probably since I, uh, eh, probably since I was about 20. Cause in high school I played basketball. So I was in really good shape. You know, I came out always being in good shape. Um, uh, you know, once you get to your 21 and you, you know, don't have, when you're around people that constantly go out and drink and party, you know, you said, I tended to do that. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a bad path cause I met a lot of great people, but you know, people choose that. And I, and my understanding is you don't drink, right? Yeah, you don't I smoke, don't do you don't do anything. You're, yeah, you're straight, straight edge. edge. Yeah. <laughs> he is a straight edge straight guy. Edge. And, uh, you know, some of the guys, uh, you know, we were, uh, we were talking and at the show last uh, last show last time, and, and one of the guys was like, "Hey man, I'm gonna go grab a beer. Do anybody want a beer?" And I'm looking around like nobody wants a beer here. And <laughs> I was like, "Ko definitely doesn't want a beer." He said he, he doesn't do anything, uh, but that's good, man. That is really good to to be that way. Have you ever tried a beer? Like, I mean, no. no. I've, I've never had a drop of alcohol or tried, like, anything. What, okay, what makes you not want to do these things? There had to have been something that well, you saw or something you hear, or is that just something you just completely feel you don't want to do? Well, like, originally it was, like, to be like CM Punk. Oh, you yeah. know, be like, oh, he's straight edge, and he's a great wrestler. I want to be a great wrestler. It's not you drags. Yeah. And then, like, later on, it's just like, I don't think I'd handle all of that well. <laughs> like, I, I remember, like, going to, like, my cousin's graduation in D.C. Yeah. Like, before any of this. Uh, and uh, she had gotten drunk, and I was just kind of at home, and I was, like, outweeding her. Yeah. And she was like, you know what? You don't need alcohol. You don't need weed. You don't need any of that shit. Because <laughs> right now, you, you're fucked up. <laughs> 
Oh man, that's crazy. See, and everybody has it. I know that. I mean, I have a lot of friends that are straight edge too, man. And they'll still come out and party with us. They'll still come out and you know hang out, but they just literally won't drink or smoke or anything. Oh, yeah, that reminds and me of a story. Yeah, <laughs> go, go, let's hear it. Let's hear. It. That's why we're doing it. Let's hear this story. Like, okay, I'm at Wrestle Circus. Like I'm part of the ring crew. Oh, dude, we got to talk about that. Okay, yeah, but yeah, for sure, for okay, sure. okay. So I'm part of the ring crew and everything, and like Lemos, do you know Lemos? Lemos dos? Yes, I do. I do. Okay. I do. Like Lemos, he comes to me. He's just like so. Or was at that wrestle circus, right? And uh, I go and see Cole Cabana. He's like, I love, I love your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I love your podcast. And he, I respect yeah. you. Know, I respect that and I respect what, your work. Would you like a beer? And, and I'm like, you did not just ask Cole Cabana if he wants a beer. That man is straight edge, sir. You can't do that shit. <laughs> what did Cole say? He was like, nah, brother, nah, I, I, I don't drink. Oh, man. I, he's so bashful. Who, so Cole? Cool. Yeah. I was good to ask you, like, I, I, dude, I haven't listened to Cole's podcast for, I mean, oh, man, it's been years. I mean, because he's been doing it for a long time. For sure. And uh, I've always, he's somebody I want to bring in, too. Like, oh, I would love to bring in uh, Cole Cabana, man. Cole He's, awesome. You know, I'm, I'm just a big fan of his, you know what I mean? And the whole point of this wrestling thing anyways is we're wrestling fans doing what we love. And to be able to meet these guys, man, it's it's great. But I want to bring in Cole one day. But, yeah, I honestly, I had no idea Cole was straight edge. I mean, I know he hung out with she and Punk, but I didn't know he was straight edge. <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's straight edge, too. Like, uh, Ray Rogue, straight edge. Oh, Rose bad, man. Oh, he's awesome. He's awesome, man. That dude's awesome. Man. He deserves that contract you got, yeah. So how did you get into, okay, where are we at right now? We're at 53 minutes. Okay, so they're going to, we're going to cut off in about seven minutes. It cuts off at 60, and we'll come into part two, too. So uh, we'll keep going, though. But anyway, how um, how did you get into Wrestle Circus? Like, how did, what, what happened with uh, that? Wrestle Circus? Uh, it was kind of like a spur of the moment thing yeah i was going through like a super hard time and one of my friends uh funny like he's the other nikos so like I, he's the other nico, there's nico <laughs> and then there's nikos with an s ah gotcha uh, and uh we were just like you know what let's go to wrestle circus help you know set up the ring at worst, we get we just get a free show and you know some experience points, yeah. Right? yeah yeah and then like marty green he was just like, did you guys bring your gear? And my eyes go like this. And he's just like, yeah, uh, like, yeah. Rule number one, Marty. Do this. <laughs> yeah, you know? never forget your gear. And uh, that turned into, like, the first Russell Circus pre-show. Okay. And then the next show was, like, their first pay-per-view. Yeah. And I got destroyed by Jack Stane. <laughs> <laughs> but it's yeah. just good to be part of shows like that, man. Um, is it Al? that runs those shows dude yeah. that guy i i've never met him but he is he, he just seems so down to earth i'm sure his wife is just the same way oh, i mean uh, dude I, I just wish them the best and everything that they're doing because it's all I, I, i'm not of course by no means am i making comparison but it kind of goes back to how we created our stuff like taking chances and doing these things and i'm sure that they haven't ran in a while right something's no, been going they, on they've ran uh two shows this year so yeah one in february and one on the 25th of this 20, month 26 yeah like not like a week ago oh okay like yeah. a week ago they had one okay yeah. 
Yeah, and um, I always see the great talent that they bring in over there for Wrestle Circus. Guys, if you've never seen Wrestle Circus, get it. Look up something on YouTube it's or on just Twitch. yeah, Twitch. Like, look them yeah. up. That's a, a I, yeah. It's, it definitely is, and they bring in amazing talent too. Yeah. You know, uh, so if you ever get a chance, check them out. When you said Wrestle Circus, man, I, I, I need to go check out a show. Sure. Every time I look on, like when I see one coming up, I'll, I'll look up and it's like a week ahead. The tickets are always sold out. For sure. Like, They're always sold out. Like three, day, three days after like they announced the card. They're gone. Ticket, tickets are gone. gone. Yeah. Second row is halfway Yeah. Gone. And, uh, you and know. I'm just like, well, I'm glad. Yeah. And I, I see some of our fans out there too. Like okay. our diehard wrestling fans, I'll see them out there and they're posting pictures and you know, man, that it, Wrestle Circus in the venues, I'm not going to lie, reminds me of VCW. Like they have the big crowd and everybody's really into it, and of it's course they're not doing. Oh, dude, so good. Yeah, yeah. I love that crowd so much, and like if I get another chance to to wrestle in front of them, I hope I do ten times better than my first time. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm sure, man. I'm sure that's awesome, man. Um, let's see. Kind of want to see where we're at from here. We got about another four minutes, and we'll kind of I'll jump back to do our ending, but. Um, while I'm going through this, I ask everybody quick questions. Boom, boom, boom. You got to give me a quick answer. Sure. I'll do a couple of them and see how many I can get off the head. Uh, so <laughs> let's see. Uh, rock or Stone Cold? Rock. <laughs> rock all day long, right? All rock. Day. People's eyebrow for life. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Shawn Michaels or Triple H? Shawn. Shawn all day long, too. I'm from San Antonio. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got to always go with Shawn, right? Uh, let's see. Um, Let's let's go tag team here. Um, what would you say, uh, the Hart Foundation? Okay, remember the Hart Foundation? Yeah. Or would you go with, um, oh my God, Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels, which was the Rockers. The Rockers. Ooh, that's a good one. That's I gotta one. say, Hart Foundation. Hart Foundation. I already said oh. Shawn. And I got to say, Heart Foundation was just better. <laughs> All right. So, Finn Balor. Okay. Right. Finn Balor. Or, um, oh man, where was I going with this one? Finn Balor. Oh my God, who did he come up with? Who's the other? I was, where was I going AJ? with this one? There we go. Okay, yeah. Finn Balor, AJ Styles. Yes, that's where I was going with it. See, that's a tough one. That's, too, man. that's a really tough one. Uh... Okay, yeah, like three minutes. Three minutes, yeah, know, that's yeah. Enough time no, that's enough time. Uh, <laughs> See, that's I a tough gotta, one, man. I gotta say, AJ. AJ. AJ, because he's just, he's just awesome. Yeah, dude. Like AJ they're both awesome, but AJ is just awesome. Yeah. Oh heck yeah, man. Uh, okay, so let's go with um, CM Punk or Daniel Bryan. Brian. Yeah? Oh, man, I thought you were going to say punk on that one. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. it, but I was like, no, Brian's, I think Brian's just a better wrestler. <laughs> like, all-around wrestler, Brian. Yeah. Entertainer. Dude, I'm so hyped up for him to be back, man. That's so awesome, man. That's a blessing. I know. That's a blessing for him to come back. Not only as a, I mean, for a wrestler, a wrestler in that, his but journey of having to come back like that, yeah, but just man, it's a blessing for him to be able to do I didn't what he think loves. It was ever gonna happen? I didn't think so either. I thought I didn't even know it was two years. I thought it was a joke when they first said it because I was like, "There's no way Vince okay this." Yeah, there's there, no way. There's it this. There's this guy in San Antonio. His name he goes by uh, Big Spurs Big Homie. I don't know if you know him. Yeah. So he posted on his Facebook, and I was like, "Dude, there's no way." And he goes, "Yeah." 
WWE just put it out on the network. I said, no freaking way. So I then I started. WWE tweeted it. Yeah, when they like, tweeted you know it, what? I was this like, actually might be real. this is actually, it's like, Are we gonna you know, <laughs> you know how, you know how, you, versus Miz? you know, the way I saw it was like, you know, like in a, like in a show or in a movie, somebody dies and they come back. Like, I felt like, Daniel Bryan died, and then like he came back to life. I'm like, oh my god, can we bring anybody else back to life? Like, let's let's, let's do this for uh, for someone else we all know. Yeah, man. So that's pretty awesome. And I'm sure you don't. Do you, I mean, I'm. Uh, do you do you eat out at restaurants? Oh yeah. You that, you're a fast food eater. That well, yeah. <laughs> like I had a four by four last night. Oh god. What's a four by four? Four by four. We got five seconds, by the way. Four meat, four cheese. Oh my goodness. Hey guys, we're gonna break up this part one, come back for part two. Almost here, free meals. All right, so we are back. We're gonna finish up the second part here. We'll probably give you about another 15 minutes, 20 minutes here, but we have a couple things, a couple little other things to talk about. But before that, guys, um, one thing that I wanna kind of preach about is, guys, uh, when it comes to what we're doing for wrestling and what we're doing for basketball as a community, uh, we're always doing our best to make sure we're making an impact on these kids and making sure that they stay on the right track. Uh, with that being said, uh, we're going to be, uh, myself and I got a team that's coming together, uh, we are going to be called Top Button Productions. And where that came from was every time I wear a polo, I literally button up every single button to the top. Uh, this is something that kind of, you know, everybody finds their names and they have their backstory on it, and that's our backstory from the Top Button Productions. And Top Button's going to be going around doing a lot of events, like I said, uh, and the reason why we're going under uh, one name production is so that way you get a feel of multiple businesses, multiple organizations coming under one umbrella, which would be the top button. So um, you start seeing that around, uh, you know, that's us. That's us as a, all of us being new, Bronfels Hoopmasters, Blockbuster Wrestling. Uh, we got the uh, Izzy Project, who's going to be the bully campaign, anti-bully campaign. We got Dane um, Boyle, who's a fitness instructor and also a motivational speaker. And so we're bringing all these things together for that way we can run these events, motivate kids, motivate people, and get everybody in the right mindset. So be on the lookout for that. And when you see Top Button Productions, uh, please, please, please let us know how we're doing. Let us know what we can do for you. Um, do you have kids that are part of the community that need some talking to? Do they need some motivation? Uh, myself, Dane, can come out. And we can do that for you. And we've done that actually for our basketball kids at our last uh, shootout challenge with, at the Westside Community Center last month. And we want to be able to do that for you. So uh, if you have any type of uh, need for motivation, push, fitness, uh, anything that we're doing to part of our prod, uh, products, as in bringing wrestling to you, who knows, uh, you let us know and we will do our best to come out and entertain, motivate, and inspire. So you let us know. All right, Ko. So, what is a project uh, that you are working on? I hear that you're trying to work on a project to start pushing your character a little bit more. Uh, what is it that you're looking forward to doing with that? Uh, I'm looking forward to like getting my YouTube channel like off the ground. Like we all know, Sammy Guevara has his YouTube channel, right? Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. And he's doing like his little vlogs and everything. Well, mine be a little bit different, but kind of the same concept. Kind of vignettes type stuff. Yeah. And like, I, I, you know, shoot a vignette of me, like, reading tarot cards and, you know, talking about, like, my upcoming shows and everything, what the future has in store for Texas wrestling and myself included, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And a lot of, uh, I think of a lot of more guys would take 
it's serious to do that, uh, I think they would get more of a push. And you see a lot of guys doing it already, you know what I mean? And, and I think that's a good ways of, of doing that, you know. Sure. Well, my character, I think uh, it, it's, <clears throat> I'm a lot of myself in ways. Um, a lot of the guys would be like, dude, get some damn wrestling boots ready. Why? Like, that's not my character. My character's a basketball coach. My character's a basketball player. I'm being myself. I'm J-Rock. I got J-Rock from playing basketball. So that's why I wear Under Armour shoes when I get in the ring. That's why I wear basketball socks all the way up to pretty much my knees when, I'm, when I do it. Because it's my character. So I, uh, I got to a point where my Facebook is who I am. And then I kind of put that in the ring where people follow me. I don't think I really got a character too much but <laughs> i and it's exactly exactly and i hate it when people put it this way because it's so like cliche yeah but they're like you're like john cena john cena goes <laughs> out there bees himself like and i hate it but i mean i guess in some ways that's pretty much what it can be you know so but that's cool man push that thing i think a lot of people um uh, get to a point where they want to do things and they don't do them. I'm not going to lie, I procrastinated a lot. And a lot of people are like, because I was pushing that I was going to start my YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh, it's actually J-Rocking a TV. And uh, just, just like <coughs> J-Rocking a podcast, but I haven't got the right tools. I haven't got the right mindset for it yet. Nor do I have the time to actually do certain things. So that's why I kind of stuck to Facebook, giving word. Put up. I actually uh, do a video at least once a week to help tell people about my life and also tell them how to motivate them, what's motivating me so I can motivate them, things like that. I share that. But um, I want to put that into a YouTube base now, but I need uh, I, I need a couple of different tools, you know what I mean? But uh, I'm, I'm not, and a lot of people say, hey, quit making excuses, go out there and do it. Well, I'm going to do it, just like I'm doing this podcast thing. I could have sat down and waited until I actually found a studio, which was I was doing at one point. I was sitting down waiting for I get a mic, but I'm like, no. Anchor brought out this app, boom, we're starting to shoot podcasts, and now it's just make, finding the time to do it. So, KO, find the time to make those videos, find time to push yourself in those uh, for your character, and I'm sure it's going to come back to you some way, somehow. So, for sure. Like, yeah. I got, I've already, like, wrote a script for one that I'm probably going to do way down the line, but, like, for now, yeah. I'm just going to try and keep it plain and simple. Yeah. And, I think, and I think we... I mean, I want to know. Like, I'm I'm already a fan of of your work and we're working with you and wrestling with you. But also, like, when after we wrestled and I got went to the back and got into business mode and yeah. jumped on front, they're like, "Dude, who is KO? Like, who's this guy?" You know. So you know it's working. And to me, as a promoter and for the business, I know it's gonna work. And uh, for y'all people that are actually gonna be listening to this and that are blockbuster wrestling fans. You're going to see KO a lot now. Uh, I see a lot uh, on my side to, to, to push him and to get him out there and for him to be a local. And, and you know, as I mean local, like being in the area, <laughs> you know, because I got a lot of guys from Corpus. I got a, lot of, got a lot of guys on Laredo. It's hard for them to get over here. But I have guys in San Antonio that still I've given them opportunity to come down and shoot vignettes at the venue and do things. And you don't get too much of that. So, you know, I'll be willing to... Maybe we need to do a vignette there in Conway's. Like, literally just you sitting in Conway's in the middle of the dance floor. Would be, see what I mean? Like, I already got ideas sure, coming, man. bro. You know what I'm saying? So, just things like that. Uh, we, we'll push you. We need to push you a little bit more. And um, I'm excited. I'm excited to have you around. I'm, but I'm excited, too. So I, we, always, I always love, like, branching out and doing stuff like this. Yeah, yeah. And I think with... Um, and, you know, again, I'll toot my, my horn a little bit. I am very creative, man, with, with things. And... I think, you know, I could have sat back and let this basketball thing just 
try to let it do its own work and we knew damn well that wasn't going to happen so that's why i pushed it same thing with wrestling uh we were in backyards and a lot of these guys didn't want to change and i said well if i'm going to run it we're going to bars we're going to make some type of money and so that's where we went from there so you know take those chances do big things don't be afraid to again do the things that scare the hell out of you those are the things that's what's going to push you and you'll actually end up realizing like damn i can actually do this you know i can actually do this a little bit more so it's pretty cool but um what um what's next do you have a match coming up soon i know you said you hurt your knee i mean other than next saturday with us do you have anything coming up uh after this saturday well this upcoming saturday uh i have tomorrow a show. <laughs> no, right? no, 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 no. next week so okay next week so after next week i have to go to louisiana to go to ftw in lake charles nice what and, does ftw stand for uh it's it's not what you think <laughs> uh, it's, not tennis, I promise. it's full throttle wrestling. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I have a match down there. I'm not sure who it's against, but I only know one thing: you're gonna get the death card. That's all. There I you go. Heck yeah, man. So what does that get you nervous? Does that like how do you feel when you know like when not knowing know, who you're gonna wrestle? Yeah, like how does that make you feel? Uh, it's just kind of like a numbing experience because like. Other than, like, AAPW, if I wrestled somewhere else, I never knew who I was wrestling. Yeah. Like, as of late, I've been knowing ahead of time, but, like, before that, it's just been, like, five minutes before, oh, you're working this guy. Yeah. All right, cool. Let's okay, go. let's try and do this. Uh, yeah. You, know, like, you come off the road, going, it's on this, you know what I'm saying? Like, you just start going off No, one. one time, like, I had an impromptu opponent. Really? Yes. Like, I was supposed to work uh, this dude... In a mask, right? Uh-huh. And he wore a hood over the mask and, like, a whole bodysuit gimmick, gloves on and everything. And so, like, when he took the, the hood off, he took the mask off. Oh, it. no. And I was just like, all of this, this 20-minute match we just called. Oh, no. Gone to the trash. Okay. How are we going to save this? How are we going to fix this? He goes to the back and pulls out, like... A good friend of mine, his name's Voodoo, and I was just like, I've wanted to wrestle you, just not like this, <laughs> you know? And so, like, we have, like, a, a, a maybe six or seven minute match. Yeah. Just all, like, just me calling shit in the ring. I was just oh, like, all right, keep, let me think of something. Yeah, you know? yeah, hold that there. Hold exactly. That there. <laughs> it's just like, rest hold. It's okay. Man, uh, that's craziness, brother. Yeah, and I mean, I've, uh, everybody that I've wrestled, every time that I've wrestled, I'm going to be honest with you, I've known who I was going to work. And a lot of it is, again, you know, being that entertainer <laughs> and not being that wrestler that I should be. But, uh, yeah, no, so I, I've always, you know, I've had that ups and downs with that. Um, <laughs> biggest and best, I mean, I would say biggest. What is your best road story? <laughs> <laughs> All right, things are about to get a little, a little like uh, rated R here. I'm riding with two <laughs> friends coming home from Louisiana, and I'm half asleep in the back of the car. And for some reason, they just t start talking about like their junk. Yeah. Like, because we're all guys. We have at least had one conversation where we're talking about our dicks at one point in time. <laughs> And, uh, like, out of nowhere, he's just like, hey, K.O., how big is your dick? And I was just like, uh, about, 
dot 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 on like a normal day and dot 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 on like my best day. And they're just like, well, fuck this. Can we change the conversation? Exactly. I'm just like, y'all are riding with the only black man in the car. Y'all are y'all are that has the biggest one. Come on. Come on, guys. That's funny, man. And I'm thinking there's all these Mexicans in the car. Oh, no, no. my guys. <laughs> oh, That's gosh. hilarious, man. Um, I don't have too many road stories because I don't travel much. But, uh, man, I think the funniest thing that happened with us, like, like in the rest, like, being around wrestling practice and stuff, Roscoe, who you met, uh, this guy is a goofball, man. And um, we were training. And we were learning how to get thrown over the top rope. And, you know, we're going and we're going. And it was his turn. And I don't know what this guy did, but he goes towards the rope and doesn't even make it over the top. Like, he goes through the the, 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 the top in the middle. Yep. And his body just, like, rolled in a way that nobody <laughs> could probably ever understand. And science probably can't even explain it. But the way he fell and came out, bro, we all started laughing. And so he gets back in the ring, and we said, and he's he's laughing too, because he's like, "Damn, I can't believe I did that." <laughs> so we're like, "Okay, do it again. You're gonna do it better this time." Right? No. Nope. <laughs> Goes at it and does it completely the same way. And we're like, "Dude, <laughs> if we ask you to do that a third time, I guarantee you won't ever do that." But you like literally played it off twice, and the way he fell the ring was hilarious, man. You know so, what? If I ever were, if I ever were cross go, throw pull, his ass out. Yeah, him. I'm pulling down the top rope and watching him go over now. I'm just gonna be like, "Hey, Roscoe." Oh, dude, this is so funny, man. So that's kind of our gimmick now. We're just like, when he gets close to the ropes, and we're like setting the ring up. Hey, dude, don't get close to the ropes, bro. You might fall out. They might take you out. You better have a mind of its own, Roscoe. Chill out. <laughs> yeah, but it's good oh, stuff, man. man. Um. I think we're good, man. I think this was a good conversation. We talked a little bit about your character. We talked about who you were. Um, sure. You know, if uh, one last thing is, um, if you had to consider someone to be your hero uh, or somebody that guided you or there's one person in your life that really pushed who you are today, um, who would that be? Uh, I can't really narrow it down to one person. Yeah, okay. Give me a couple. Uh, and, and why? You let me. I want to hear your why on these people. Well, like my parents, because as much as like they hated me doing it, they yeah. recognized how happy it made me. Yeah, man. And like, especially like the darkest times of my life, they really pushed me to like do this. Really. And I I, I respect them. And more. what do you mean by darkest times? Like, was it just you're like, trying to figure out life, or were you losing somebody? Did you make bad mistakes? What happened? Like, it was just a string of bad stuff happening. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I. Had, uh, torn a ligament I think it was in this ankle in my right ankle uh -huh. and uh, I was out for like a month maybe two and then like as soon as I started feeling better I was like okay I'm gonna go to practice and I get a phone call from my mom saying that my grandmother had passed oh, and man. then like like that was like a week before my birthday and then like two weeks later I think uh, no it was like that later that week we had the funeral and then two weeks later was my birthday, and like a couple days after that, my dog passes away. Oh man! And then like uh, two months later, um, like that's why I haven't changed my name is because I want to keep my grandmother's legacy alive. Gotcha. And uh, like. And what was your grandma's name? Uh, Cloma. 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 Dogs. 
So oh, that's very unique, brother. Cuomo. Yeah. Or it's my aunt's name too, so I'm yeah. just like, huh, how many Cuomos do we have? <laughs> but um So then, all like, these chains of just bad things happening. It, it gets crazy. like then like a couple months later my girlfriend at the time ends up cheating on me and like oh. A couple weeks before that, she makes me meet the guy she cheated on. Oh, fuck no, man. I know, right? Oh, like, and then, uh, like, after that, I just kind of, like, have that full reset moment. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's when I started going to, like, all the other shows, going to Wrestle Circus, trying to, like, do everything I can. When did that light, that light that made you, like, can you remember that that moment when, when you're just like, dude, I'm tired of... Ne- this negative shit. I mean, I know you can't control most of it, but did that? Okay, two, one, two parts here. One question number one. Yeah. Your mind was in a fucked up spot. It oh, was in a weird. True. Like I didn't get out to bed to eat most days. Like, You're depressed. Yeah, like full on. Like I, I couldn't do a damn thing for myself, and like. Yeah. I like my mother and I have never really had like the greatest relationship. Yeah. But. That time has sure, like, really, like, mended that made relationship. Made it happen at that time. Yeah. So, again, what, what made it spark? I mean, did, did you just say, fuck it one day, and you just got up? Did you hear something? Did you do something? Did somebody tell you something? Like, I think it was, like, partially, like, me moving up to San Marcos. Cool. And, like, I saved enough money to, like, pay rent and do what I needed to do. Like, didn't have anyone like kind of telling me what to do i could just kind of and how old were we at this time i was 21. oh so this is last year yeah i finally moved out at 21 and then uh like after that had happened i just kind of felt free yeah yeah and then like the funny you needed something different you needed something new completely you needed something to get your mind off of everything that was happening yeah and for you to do that you put yourself in a brand new situation is what you did yeah and with that when you go through something like that people when you're going through something completely brand new you start to realize that you don't have time to think about all the other things that were bringing your ass down yeah you know what i'm saying so with you saying that, and I'm not—I don't mean to bug into budge into your story here, but no, that's exactly what I went through last year. Last year was the best worst year of my life. You know, I lost my girlfriend of seven years. I lost a lot of friends. Uh, I started pushing myself away from certain friends, and and a lot of those friends like they can feel it, and they see it. You yeah. know what I mean? And they hear it too, because I don't have no fucking problem saying how I feel about it. You know what I mean? If you're, if I'm hanging out with you on a daily basis, like be appreciative of that. And then times I actually do hang out with you and stuff just constantly keeps happening. Like, no, I'm pushing myself away from that. But what I had to do was I was depressed too, man. Lived in my car for three months. Like, you know, just, you don't, yeah. And I didn't care. Like I literally did not care living in my car. Like, I knew what I had to do. I knew that I had to go to work still. I knew I had to go to basketball. I knew I had to build these. And while I was going through these things, it sucked. I didn't eat. You know, that depression kicks your ass. It does. But the moment I was, what caught me, and I'll give you my moments, maybe you can bring, it brings it out on you, was listening to Eric Thomas, man. One day I was just on my, I was watching Logan Paul. I'm a big Logan Paul fan. I was watching his YouTube channel. And for some reason, it shot to Eric Thomas. And I'm just like watching this guy. And he's, 
tell me that I need to get my ass up and go and do what I need to do and everybody's just making excuses and I'm like shit is this guy literally talking to me <laughs> you know what I mean and that's what it was and that 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 is what turned on the light for me so it was what was it that turned on the light for you though uh it was like in the middle of like being depressed and then like not being able to be depressed because I was independent now. correct yeah so yeah. like in that time I was try like i don't think i was trying but like this person had tried to like come back in my life yeah and it was just funny because like not too much longer later like maybe four months later i ended up letting her back into my life <laughs> for because i'm an idiot folks uh. i'm sorry um <clears throat> like she had like come to san marcus for no reason like it was her birthday or whatever but mm -hmm. she could have gone anywhere else, anywhere else yeah. and uh was she turning 21 she was turning 22. oh come on stay out of the market no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like uh yeah she was turning 22 it was her birthday and like we had started talking like a couple days before her birthday and she just kind of like started this whole thing and at that point i like wanted to scream but i was like what's the point in screaming Look, you're going to a show tomorrow. You know, you're going to see some really cool wrestling. You're going to learn something and take something positive out of yeah, it. Don't yeah. let this negative shit bring you down. Yeah. And the next day, I was at Wrestle Circus pre-show. So I was just like, you know what? Boom. All that shit's gone. You know what? And it's like, you, it's like, again, you know, I don't know if you believe in, in God or whatever, but, you know, that's one of those things. Like, either it's God or it's not. That's life working its way to show you, like, there's something more out there that's better than what you're going through. And you gotta almost, and I'm not saying that, sometimes you going to try to find it is worse. For sure. You trying to find happiness and going out, friends, trying materialistic to things, forcing things, it doesn't work that way. You gotta kinda almost come organic, you know, naturally. And I feel like, um, again, my situation did that. It sounds like your situation does that, but when you're in a negative aspect of those things, you need to stop stop thinking about those things, think positive, and find things that are positive and put yourself in those things. For you know? sure. So, like, so your mom is one, your parents <coughs> are your heroes. Right. Okay, and where do we go on from there? Uh, one of the dudes uh, who kind of like helped me, like, well, George, of course, is one of mine because he was the first person to believe in me. Correct. And then after that, of course, ACH because like, of my top five wrestling matches, he's number one. Because he had a match with Jay Lethal mm -hmm. that literally, like, oh. brought tears to my eyes. I was like, I don't know who the fuck is going to win this thing. <laughs> Stop torturing me. Oh, like, man, I bet you that match was amazing. Oh, like, Albert hit him with, like, a, a discus clothesline, like, went up for the 450, mm -hmm. and then the bell rang, and I was just like, no, what what the fuck is happening? What time? No! They're not going to do a time limit draw on this bullshit. They They're going to go home. Right? And they did. Ah. And I was just like, oh... Oh. <laughs> so ACH is one of your heroes too, you would say? For All sure. Right, so we got parents, um, a, uh, George, mm -hmm. and then ACH. Yes. Okay. Were you done there? Uh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. That's good stuff, man. And um, It's good to know that you, um, it's, how can I say this? It's good to know that you can um, have those people... And have them categorized in those things. You know, like my celebrity hero is The Rock. Plain and simple. 
And after that's now Eric Thomas, you know, because he changed my life. Sure. <clears throat> you know, my hero itself is my grandfather, you know. Um, he helped raise me, you know. I literally haven't spent any, the, I spent the most time in my life with him. Even though I'm at 29 years old, I still, to this day, nobody's spent more time. I've spent, I haven't spent more time with anybody except for him. And so that he's always been my hero in the way he inspired us. And that's a podcast in its own self. But um, yeah, that was kind of where I've, you know, got all my knowledge, you know, give your shirt to the person that don't have a shirt, your shoes, things like that. That's the way he kind of raised us, man. So it's pretty crazy stuff. Um, I got a lot of stories about him, but I won't put that in now. But yeah, you got to understand where you came from. Appreciate who's put you in those positions and people that have given you chances. And that big thing is who actually believes in you, you know. I've been meeting a lot of new families, a lot of new parents, a lot of new kids with my basketball program that's going on right now. And not only am I blessed, and I tell them every single time, I thank you for allowing me to coach your child because it shows, it gives me that opportunity to, to make an impact in their life and make an impact in every aspect of whatever they want to do towards this game or even in life for me to motivate them to do those things. So um, make sure you appreciate those things, people. Uh, I'm appreciating KO I'm, as as a as a worker as and now as a friend and uh, you know I'm gonna appreciate everything that we can and we make things work for each other and just like anybody else in my life or that comes in my life uh, I want to be able to do the same for you so um, KO awesome uh, conversation yes, you know sir. good stuff man we knocked out an hour and looks like 25 minutes yeah uh, people I hope you enjoyed our conversation uh, thank you for listening to J Rock. Jay Rockin' It Podcast. Uh, make sure you share this. Uh, let people know what I'm doing here. I would really appreciate that. And I think I'm going to go ahead and have a conversation possibly with my trainee Noah. I'm doing my best to do that tomorrow. Uh, for some of y'all that have been uh, following me on Facebook, if not, go and follow me on Facebook. Uh, just look me up uh, under Justin Castillo, Justin J. Rock Castillo. Uh, and he is one of the top basketball uh, scorers at New Braunfels High School. Uh, he shot about 49% um, behind the three-point line, and the kid was just killing it. We went to an all-star game two weeks ago. Uh, he played in the, um, uh, it was the uh, all-star American Classic. It was sponsored by uh, Chicken Express. Uh, we were very excited for him. Um, the Coach Bonner here at New Braunfels High School chose selected him and uh, another gentleman to go out there, but no one made it. The other gentleman didn't, so he was representing New Braunfels High School. Uh, he ended up in the, well, before the game, um, the girls played. They had a girls game, and then at halftime, they went out and they shot, uh, they had to go, um, to get into this three-point contest, they had to shoot five shots from one specific sh spot during practice. If they made it or whoever got the most, uh, the top four got to go and compete during halftime of the girls game, which, and that drew, drew us to there. So he's going into this thing. He is, the I believe, the second-to-last shooter, and he ends up shooting eight for 12 and everybody else, I believe the highest behind him was about, I think five or six. And then, so he ended up winning a $500 scholarship uh, to, uh, of his choice to go to school. And um, he came home with the trophy for the three points. So like everything that he worked for, I was, I've been coaching, I was coaching Noah since he was in fifth grade. The kid couldn't dribble, the kid, the only thing he could do was shoot. And from fifth grade, possibly to all the way to about his freshman year, I worked with him on his handles, his shooting. We used to shoot about three to 500 shots a day. And then now it came back to him. And then now he went through high school and he ended up doing good stuff and uh, killing it with these three-pointers and, and keeping his mindset and making a strong impact uh, for himself. 
Then he goes into the game, and he ended up going four for seven behind the three-point line, too. And I, these weren't just regular threes, like dish, dish, open, shoot it. Like, he was shooting in people's face. And these he was probably the second or third to smallest guy on the court, and he was shooting over these big guys. So big kudos to Noah, big kudos to where his uh, where he's um, built his journey and, and his road. And I know this isn't the end because I literally, before the game had started, I had sat and told him, I said, dude, some of these other guys in this gym may have a scholarship, but your road, your road is going to be a lot different. It might, it just, it, your, your road is going to be, it's going to take a left when you want to go right. You know what I mean? And, and uh, you're just going to have to work harder. And at the end of the day, when you get what you want uh, from working hard and doing all this stuff, uh, you're going to appreciate it a lot more. And everybody should understand that too. If you're working for something right now and you absolutely 100% want it and that's what you want in life, work completely hard for it. Work 100% to the bone, and even when you're like completely exhausted and tired and you want to give up, don't give up. Because when you realize that you met your goal and you get what you want in life and you're working for it, and you, again, you get it, you'll appreciate so much more. And then the next time you work for something, you're going to know that you've gone through that hard work ethic. You've gone through those hard times to make those things come to you and, and make that specific thing successful or, or mission accomplished, whatever you want to consider it. you got to do your best towards those things. And Noah did that. He's a big, I'm sorry, but Noah's going to be my poster child for my program one day because of everything that he's done and everything that we've done for him. And, uh, you know, so, you know, again, that, that goes into many things. Uh, my program that goes into you listening to this, motivating you to do something great one day. Uh, this motivates uh, people around you. And again, it's a huge, it's, it's contagious. It is completely contagious um, on like on myself, pushing myself, pushing my program, um, my podcast, my next podcast, if it's either going to be me or by myself or with Noah, but either or. You're going to hear my story of what's going on with the Brothels Hoopmasters and, and my, my build to that. This is eight years of work of, of you know, um, doing Hoopmasters and 15 years of work of building these kids. And so uh, it didn't just start, you know, and then just get put together within a year. And I want you to understand that, people, if you're working to be a manager, if you're working to own your own business, if you're working to go to school, it's not going to just come quick and easy. You're going to have to work for it for years. You're going to have to work for it for years. One last thing I'm going to kind of mention here is the um, the colonel from KFC. Mm -hmm. I found out that he was 60. I think he was 60 years old when KFC actually went like, and turned into a business. Like, that is crazy. But he had been doing chicken, cooking chicken and doing fried chicken for years. And, and when he turned 60 is when it actually turned into a business. And look at where the business is now. So, guys, if you're working towards something, keep pushing. Motivate yourself. Find things to motivate you. Like I said, Eric Thomas changed my life. I still listen to Zig Ziglar. Uh, hell, I listen to uh, Gary V a lot because Gary V will, like, I think that's why I cuss, by the way. <laughs> that's why I cuss in my motivation thing is because Gary, like, literally will tell you straight up, like, quit fucking making excuses get your ass up and go fucking do it. Like, you know what I mean? And I love to hear that stuff. And that's what motivates me. So people, I'm done. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Like I said, Jay Rockin' and podcast is killing it. Uh, we're going to get on the move of things. I'm going to try to bring you an episode every single week from now on. I'm going to do my very best. And uh, again, all we can do is work hard and do good stuff. You know my saying, people, uh, you don't get today back. 
Make sure you do something nice for somebody. And remember our tomorrow's a never promise. And make sure you keep dabbing on those jabronis. Your boy J-Rock is out. Your boy KO is out. And Oops. we will check you later.